Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Y'all know I can't sing. Hey, um, if this is your first time here, this is the Queen X Podcast and I am your host, Autumn Black. If this is a returning visit for you, welcome back. You heard me singing in the intro. Um, So what's up to my royal family? The tribe is all here. Glad to be back. Um, Did you guys enjoy last week's episode? I know that you did. Robert is a super dope lawyer here in the Wichita Metroplex. We were very honored to have him on uh, laying some hot, hot information, some gems all about how you can get into the law field, networking, the importance of networking, and um, just getting out of your element and meeting new people. So that was super, super dope. Um, what do we have for this episode? So this episode is actually going to be about one of my favorite topics, and that is going to be veganism, that plant-based diet, the thing that everybody is trending, and some people are a little bit afraid of it, but y'all know I'm already a vegan. Um, I love having vegan conversations, and yeah, so I got two vegans with a kink to come on the show. And we had a blast during our interview. You're going to hear some good laughs. Um, We get a little petty and we get to talking about vegan clapbacks because um, meat eaters and dairy eaters out here be trying to come for us. They really be trying to come for us as if us vegans be weak and we be on that weak shit and we don't, okay? So we get into that, but we also get into talking about um, the importance of them having a buddy system and how they were both sisters, literal blood sisters, raised in the same house and took this jump um, and this leap together. And it's just a really dope conversation, very educational. Um, we give you some statistics and some facts. And then at the end of the interview, you get a little bit of inspiration on how the veganism journey has changed their lives and um, just the different ways that they've become better. So stick around if you want to get inspired. But first, guess what I have? I have some announcements and information on how you can support us at this podcast here on Queen X. So stay tuned for some announcements and then we're going to jump right into this interview. So my very first announcement is a bit of a piece of gratitude, major gratitude and thank yous. Go out to my girl Victoria for leaving us a super dope review on the Apple podcast app. I really appreciate you taking the time to not only listen to my episode and me ranting and raving and doing all type of crazy shit, but also leaving us a review so other people know what we're chatting about and how much other people enjoy us and it makes it easier for people to find us. So... I really appreciate you, Victoria. Love you so much. And if you want to get love and appreciation like that on the Queen X podcast, follow in Victoria's footsteps. Rate and review us on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us. Share us on whatever platform it is that you are using on social media these days. Um, And like us on Instagram at Queen X pod or follow us on our Facebook page, the Queen X podcast. Join our Facebook community group, Queen X Podcast, and follow us on Twitter. I'm trying to get better at Twitter. I'm not that dope on Twitter. I'm not even going to lie, but maybe if you follow me and talk to me, it'll give me some inspiration to be hella better on Twitter. And we are, of course, at Queen X Pod on Twitter. Round two, 
Second portion of announcements. Do you guys follow my sponsor and my store, uh, United Vibes Culture and More, on Instagram or Facebook? If you do, then you've seen that come September, we're closing our doors on our brick and mortar store. And we're taking the show on the road. We're going to live on the road, travel a bit around, and do some pop-ups and uh, vending events all across the nation. And in between then, what does that mean that's going to be happening with the Queen X podcast? That means that I'm going to be doing the podcast on the road. Duh. Not about to give this up. I fucking love this podcast. Um, So I've yabbered on for a bit too long. Too much. Y'all ready to get into this interview? Of course you are. But first, a little break. And when we come back, Two Vegans with a Kink. Peace. This week's podcast is sponsored by none other than United Vibes Culture and More. This is more than a culture store. We are a fucking movement, y'all. You can pick up your custom oil blends, your incense, your sage, your healing crystals, some dope books, and some one-of-a-kind art right here at United Vibes Culture and More. And of course, you get a good vibe when you come in and you visit us. You can see us at 2003 East Central. The only day that we're closed is on Mondays, of course. Y'all know I love to get my self-care on. Or you can go and visit us at our site. www.squareup.com forward slash store forward slash United Vibes. Peace. Okay, guys, so I'm really excited about having Two Vegans with the Kink here. So before we go ahead and jump into our interview, I'm going to let the ladies come on and introduce themselves and let you know exactly what Two Vegans with the Kink is. Um, Hey, guys, so my name is Brittany. Um, Pretty much born and raised in New Jersey. I was actually born in Germany. That's a fun fact. Um, But, you know, raised in New Jersey. I've been teaching for 11 years I started teaching in elementary school. Now I teach at the middle school level. I am a fur mom to two lovely miniature schnauzers, Coco, who is one, and Buddy, who is 11 and also a rescue. I've been vegan for, oh gosh, three and a half years now, roughly. And before that, I was kind of married between pescatarian and vegetarian for about six years. And I'm getting married next year. congratulations thank you that's super exciting and that's pretty much it about me hey what's up sis hi so my name is karen um i'm the other half of two vegans with the kink also born and raised in new jersey um i work as a correctional officer in um a state prison in new jersey so that's a little interesting (laughs) um it can, it can it can get very interesting um I've been vegan, same time. We actually started being vegan at the same time. It started off as a 30-day vegan challenge because we both were um, vegetarian and pescatarian prior. And we were like, oh, let's try this. It was January, you know, new year, new me. Uh (laughs) So we were like, oh, let's try this 30-day vegan challenge. And after we did it, we said, huh, this is actually not that bad. And after reading about the dairy industry and just everything about it, we said, okay, we can actually do this. the name came about just because I'm always good with uh, words. So I'm thinking, like, okay, do I want to say to black vegans to like, you know, trying to play around with the name. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're both natural. So we're like, okay, kinky vegan. And we're like, no, because that kind of sounds a little sexual. Yeah. <laughs> and there's actually a vegan leather 
a company that's actually called Kinky Vegan already. So that's another fun fact. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just kept playing around the names and then Two Vegans with the Kink kind of just popped into my head. So mm-hmm. um, and that's that- what we came about. Your name is so adorable. It immediately drew me to you when, as soon as I seen your page because I was like, they sisters. Anybody, anytime that I see the word kink, I'm like, these are sisters. And that means yep. don't vibe. Yeah, yes. that's, that's exactly what we wanted to portray to everybody. Like, okay, this is, there were two black vegans, you know, just living everyday life. We have like, you know, regular jobs and we're just, you know, going through life as being two vegans. Uh-huh. So um, what is it that interested you guys in even pursuing and trying, like most people are not just going to up and say like, oh, I see a vegan 30 day challenge and I want to try it. What was it that piqued your interest and made you guys decide like, I kind of want to try seeing what being a vegan is like? I think because we were, you know, like I said, vegetarian slash pescatarian, because we still did incorporate some seafood into our diet for so long. And I think it just kept coming up like on our timelines and we, it just, it just kept coming up and we're like vegan, man, that just seems so extreme. Like what could vegans possibly eat? Like, that's crazy. No, no, no. And then January came and like Karen said, new year, new me. we were like, you know what? Let's just try it for 30 days. If after 30 days we feel as though we're starving and our face is sunken in <laughs> and we're just eating grass, then we'll go back to still incorporating seafood and dairy and I'm not going to lie to you the first two weeks were rough we were eating a lot of you know pasta and rice because Mm -hmm. when you first get started you genuinely just you don't know it's like anything when you make a major change in your life you're like oh gosh you know there's that um stage of not really sure of what you should do but after those those first two weeks we were like oh okay this isn't that bad and then it just And then we just, and and during that same 30 day period, we just continued to educate ourselves more because we kind of knew about the dairy industry. We kind of knew about, you know, seafood and these things, but not really. So when we genuinely started to read more and watch more videos and documentaries, our eyes just completely opened at the end of the 30 days. It was just like, okay, we can't go back. Like, this is, this is it. Yes. So kind of like once you know the information, it's like there's no turning back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And we felt it would have been almost a disservice, so to speak, to the animals that, oh, yeah, we were able to do it for the 30 days. And just because our own of our own vices, I guess you could say, we were considering it because, like I said, those first two weeks, it was really hard. But once we did our own research, we really fully committed ourselves, followed up tons of vegan pages, read lots of books and articles and just said, we're doing this. Like we can totally do this. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that Brittany, you had mentioned um, that the first two weeks were really hard for you. Um, how did you guys overcome your cravings for non-vegan food? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I think initially we, so a lot of the pages that we follow share a lot of recipes and just information. So we felt like, okay, if we're craving, truthfully, the only thing that we were genuinely craving was the seafood. I think Karen and I both agree mm-hmm. that the dairy part wasn't really the hardest because there's so many plant-based cheeses on the market. And this is even three years ago, there were a, enough for us to um, kill that dairy craving, but seafood was really, really hard. So 
we started to try to, I guess, emulate things that we've eaten before so that it could almost trick us, so to speak. Like we would use Old Bay seasoning on some of our different dishes because, you know, Old Bay pretty much goes on everything when you're talking about seafood. Uh So that definitely helps. Um, Also, um, the market has a lot of um, meat alternatives. Like Gardein is a great starter if people are trying to transition. Uh, Morningstar has a few options. There are a lot of one. There are a lot of brands that have a um, that have options for meat alternatives. They have like the quote unquote chicken, the burgers. Um, so you can pretty much eat meatballs. You can pretty much eat how you were eating prior um, to kind of satisfy those cravings if they do come about. Because they have ice cream. They you can literally get anything. You can get bacon. Like if you really want to go that route, you can literally right. get anything um, veganized. So I think that's how we kind of like crush those cravings so on my journey um i was i was like your typical everyday stereotypical black person chicken was my favorite food oh of course (laughs) you know what's so funny we try to tell people when people look at us like oh my gosh this is so taboo don't you all miss it we're always like we never grew up in a family where we didn't have we literally would eat pork bacon yep, uh pork chicken. roll fried chicken i mean you name it we had it you know what yes. I'm saying? so it's not so it's not like we grew up and we didn't know what any of those things were it's like oh no baby girl we ate all of mm-hmm. it ate everything yeah <laughs> all everything. of it yes and so i think i read on your website that you guys are actually sisters yes so y'all were literally born and raised together had the same eating habits raised on the same culture in your household and we're still able to make this transition yeah 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 it is doable i tell everybody it is definitely doable i my favorite thing is cauliflower um cauliflower wings because I oh love yeah, chicken. yeah yeah i love that was um chicken i have a funny story as far as like what really so initially when i was having a hard time making the full transition. So this is like years ago before I even cut fully meat out out of my diet. I went to a restaurant, they will go unnamed, (laughs) and I ordered wings. And you know how if if wings just aren't made correctly, you get that, um, like that snapback, you know, like when you bite into it. Yeah, it's like slimy. And that was it for me. So I was (laughs) like, oh, gosh. How am I going to like live without chicken wings? Oh my goodness. And then like over time we had, we started playing around with recipes and then we end up truly mastering the cauliflower fried quote unquote chicken wings. And now all of my friends who most of my friends are not vegan or even vegetarian for that matter. Anytime I have somewhere to go, I'm like, oh my gosh, can you bring those buffalo cauliflower bites? (laughs) So you can definitely get people to, you know, fully buy into it if the food tastes good. Oh, yeah. And especially if you just don't if you don't tell them at all, it's not like you have to tell people that it's a vegetable instead of a chicken wing. You know, they'll not know the difference, really. Yeah. And people seem to think like, oh, I, I'll know the difference. I'll know. Like, you only know if I'm, I'm going to tell you because if I don't <laughs> tell you, you're going to eat it and you're going to go about your life. But when you once you say something is vegan, it's like people totally, oh, that must be nasty. Like you can't you almost have to like, like you said, trick them into um trying it because a lot of people are very closed-minded they don't want to try anything new they're so used to you know the meat and potatoes that's it forever and like no that can't possibly be you know possibly taste good and then when you give it to them you don't say what it is they're like oh this is good like yeah i know it's good because it's 
it's food. Like, <laughs> I don't sit around and eat grass all day. Like, I eat regular food just like you. Like, oh, people say, um, I've never had vegan food. Like, really, you've never had broccoli. You've never had a piece of bread. You've never had a, a French fry. Like, come on, sis. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so true. People are ridiculous. Like, come on. Like, you can't be that brainwashed into believing that, you know, um, a dead animal is better than, you know, a vegetable. Like, I, that just blows my mind how people really, you know. I mean, I guess, you know, everybody has their... um has their journey and you know like you said we used to eat everything and we didn't know any better and it's funny I used to work with a girl um I can't even think of her name but she was vegan and she said she had turned vegan when she was like 12 after she saw um the movie Super Size Me she saw how unhealthy it was and she said she had stopped eating meat since then and I'm like well what do you and at this time I was eating chicken I was eating everything I was like what do you eat she's like oh you know just vegetables and I just thought that was so bizarre I'm like how can you do that she would come to work and bring like broccoli and that's it. And I'm like, that's all you're going to eat. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, wow, I don't know how you do it. But I think every vegan has had that thing. Like, oh, I can never do that. I can remember telling her that like, oh, I can never do that. And here we are <laughs> years later. Right. I think that it's a beautiful process. So going through um, that process and that journey of I'm a person who thinks and believes that I need to eat meat in order to get protein, in order to survive and to not be hungry, and then finding a way to literally eat things that grow fresh out of the ground and be full and happy. Correct. Because a lot of the the largest animals are vegan. You look at a gorilla, you see how strong he is. An ox, an an elephant. These are strong animals. Um, And they eat plants. (laughs) <laughs> like right they eat plants they don't eat so, no they don't eat any other kind of animal correct i mean you look at a lion and people always want to say oh we're meant to eat meat well not really because a lion um their intestines are way shorter than ours like ours are about 20 feet long whereas a lion's is just about as long as his body so the meat can process through his body quicker than our body and his stomach acid is different than our stomach acid so and a lion hunts their prey and they eat it exactly as it is. They're correct. not bringing seasoning in there and frying it, baking it, sauteing it, putting it in the broiler. Right. None of that stuff. They just mm-hmm. eat it exactly as it is. And if you see, I mean, they have it all the time on packages of meat. Or if you go to a restaurant, there's always that disclaimer that says, you know, eating raw meat can cause, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. So I guess, you know, logically, if you're thinking logically, how could this possibly be good for us if there is a disclaimer that says if you eat this raw in its absolute natural state, you could potentially die? <laughs> <laughs> and people will still, you know, continue to eat it. And we're not lions. Our teeth are, you know, meant to eat plants. They're flat. They're not um, like a lions who have the, the canines, you know, their mm-hmm. teeth are huge and their teeth are made to rip apart flesh. And our teeth are flat and they're made to eat. Um, plants and lions also sleep 18 hours out the day. Like we're not, we're not a lion. They eat, they hunt, and they eat, they sleep 18 hours out a day. Whereas we have to have actual lives, and you know we can't sleep that long. So you know, just right? We have bills to pay. Right? Exactly. We have bills <laughs> to pay. Um. So why do you think that it is so important, and why have you guys taken it upon yourselves to spread the message and the importance of being a vegan? Why do you think more people need to get on the vegan train? Especially speaking for, um, you know, people and women of color, I think a common misconception is that we're supposed to eat, 
you know, um, I don't even know what people eat anymore. Like, yeah, soul food. Okay. Like soul food. And that's really not soul food. I mean, if we're talking about going back hundreds of years ago, that was given to us as the leftovers, as the scraps. And we Mm -hmm. just so happen to make it into soul food, you know, kind of turning lemons into lemonade. But we're hundreds of years out of that. (laughs) You're like, we don't have to eat that way anymore. And I think it's unfortunate, especially in the in communities of color, specifically black communities, you know, people got hypertension, blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, all of these things that are extremely curable, but we're so conditioned to believing that we should be on some sort of a medica- medication. And that's just supposed to be normal. Like our grandfather has had some heart issues and we keep saying like, come on, granddad. He's also 80 years old. Let me just say that. And I'm like, granddad, if you do this, if you do that, it's just, they can't even see beyond like, no, I'll just take this medication for the next 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so ridiculous when you say it out loud and it's like if you just change even a little bit of your diet you can so easily um you know fix a lot of these ailments that a lot of people of color have and it's just so that's our biggest mission is that you know being vegan is not like a white hippie thing or an elitist thing it's for all people you know whether you're going to go the plant-based route or you want to be vegan for the environment or if you're doing it for the animals, this is something for everybody. And that, I feel I love that that is your mission and that's your um, your reasoning behind it because it's not something that is solely and specifically for one race of people. It is for everybody. But our race, the Black race, we do tend to have a lot more health um, complications due to what we consume and what we eat because of that whole soul food stigma. Right, right, right. And people um will laugh at us all the time, like, oh, that's all you eat in, or you need to put some meat on that plate. Like, no, I don't. And that's why you're always sick. And that's why you take six different medications, because you can't keep the meat off your plate. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been so many times we'll go to family functions. Not so much now. We don't get harassed anymore, because <laughs> they, <pretty much, laughs> they pretty much know what it is. But prior, like, when we first started going, like, oh, why are you doing that? Oh, that's not, oh, why y'all... Like, just so negative about um, our journey. And it's like, well, why can't you just be positive? If you have nothing nice to say, you don't say anything at all. We've learned that as children. But people just have to say something. Like, they can't let you live. Like, I don't say anything about what's on your plate. When we go out, people can eat what they want, and I don't bother them because I know it's an awkward situation for some people. But Mm -hmm. people just seem to, they just have to say something to us. As if eating vegetables is wrong. <laughs> like They try to guilt you. Right. Y'all are what I like to call real nice vegans. Y'all are nice. <laughs> don't harass people. Nope. Me and my grandmother have ongoing beef. So whenever we are in a family setting, I make sure and I call it, I call it what it is. If you want to eat eggs for breakfast, well, I, want, I need you to know that those are not eggs. Those are chicken ovaries that you're eating. Correct. Please, right. Talk about it. We're going to call it what it is, you know, every single time. And so she thinks I'm rude. She just, you know, <laughs> I'm a bad vegan. <laughs> I'm not one of the You know people. what it is? I used to, it's like hot and cold. It depends on the day that you catch me. Like for m- most of the time, I won't, you know, drag anybody for what they're in. But the second somebody tries to come for me, I, I got to clap back ready to go. You know what I mean? Let's so, go. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I-, I got time, you know, like I have no, I won't say anything. I'll keep it cute, 
But as soon as someone makes a snarky remark, then I'm ready to, and then, and what the irony all that is, um, we could just be sitting there minding our own business, not being these quote unquote crazy vegans. Like when people think of vegan, they think PETA immediately, like people, uh-huh. you know, throwing paint on furs and all that kind of craziness. But we could be completely minding our business and someone will make the comments to us. And as soon as we reply back in defense, so to speak, oh, I told you, you, you vegans are crazy. You are so defensive. And it's like, bruh, I was just sitting here eating my stir fry, minding my business, letting <laughs> you eat what you were eating. And then you make the comment to me. And then because I replied back, now I'm the, cra- it's just, it's, and now it's comical. Now it's just like, okay, fine, whatever. Right. If you want to be like that, that's okay. I love the, um, and I will be using my, my 25% off or my 20% off code so that I can get the, uh, your milk, the milk shirt. That is oh, my yeah. favorite. Yes. Because I love, um, almond milk is my favorite. I love cashew milk and I refer to, um, the cow's milk. I refer to it as cow titty. Yeah. <laughs> where I go. So people know that's not real milk. It's not real milk. Stop saying that. <laughs> the best part is when people say that they're lactose intolerant. I'm like, no, you're just not supposed to be like, right. Not a calf, that's all. Or they have an allergy or whatever. I'm like, no, like, I want to say the statistic is like 60 or maybe 70%, especially if people of color are quote unquote lactose intolerant. So to me, if there's such a large amount of people (laughs) who are, again, and I say this very loosely, allergic, I'm going to go on ahead and say you probably shouldn't be eating it. I'm just saying. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Yes, this is probably not made for human beings to be consuming. Uh, you know, a lot of the research that I've been doing, because me and my husband also own a culture store, and we um, have raw African shea butter in our store. Oh, nice. Raw African black soap. And then it says the number one thing that people use it for is, like, patients that have eczema, the shea butter and the black soap is great for eczema. And through my research, I found that a lot of um, African Americans that suffer from eczema, which is a huge percentage of us, comes from the milk that we consume. There's a wow. a correlation between the cow's milk and eczema in the African American community. It's because wow. it's, it's not for people. We're not calves. <laughs> right. No. Right. I used to have eczema really bad as a child. As I've gotten older, I've, you know, got it under because I use like raw stuff too, like, you know, body butter and that kind of stuff. And I don't do dairy anymore. So my skin is like great now. But as a child, um, my eczema was really bad. It's funny. My mom used to put Crisco on me um, <laughs> to help my eczema. Oh, <laughs> yes. She used to lather me up in Crisco and I looked like a little chicken ready to be fried <laughs> um, to help with the itching and stuff because I had it really bad when I was young. And you know what's so interesting now that you just gave us that statistic? I wonder if growing up since, you know, we still did eat dairy, if that probably. was a, you know, a, maybe why your eczema was as bad as it was. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because she's saying now it's not nearly as bad as it was then. And she's been vegan for three years now. Yeah, yeah. Living proof. I love it. I love it. Okay, so since we were already on the conversation and talking about um, going to family functions and being attacked by um, some of the family members (laughs) about what you are or are not going to eat, how important do you think it has been that you have a vegan buddy? Like on this journey, you haven't had to do it alone. I think it's been essential. I think if I had to, because I'm a year, I guess, further in than Kieran is as far as like eliminating the meat. Like, I don't know what year it was, but I cut all the meat out of my diet. And then the year later, 
um, Kieran did. So now that we're pretty much on the same, uh, I guess, path as far as what we're eating, it's been super, super helpful because, you know, even when we have our events or we're super annoyed about something that family friend or someone did, we can, you know, discuss it. Or if we are having that, and when we initially went vegan, if we were having that moment of weakness, so to speak, we would you know, have each other to lean on and, you know, mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of, or if I was at the grocery store and I was like, oh my gosh, I just found, you know, X, Y, Z. And then I would pick it up for her and vice versa. So it's essential to have that accountability partner, that vegan buddy to, you know, help you go through it. Just like anything, you know, when people are trying to lose weight or if they're just trying to eat right or read more, if, you know, if you have a goal, if you have an accountability partner, it just makes life a lot easier. Yeah. Okay, anything you wanted to add? Um, let's see. I do just want to say anybody that is trying to take this journey um, to do a lot of research, because you can listen to us talk all day and go to our blog and our Instagram, but do your own research, because um, that's what we did. We looked up stuff, watched some slaughterhouse videos. I hate to say that to people, because nobody wants to see what they're eating. It's fine to put it on their plate, but nobody wants to actually see how your food is being made. If you can't see how your food is being made, then maybe you should not be eating it. Um, I could easily watch how my food is grown and how it's picked and how it's, you know, packaged up and, you know, ready to serve. But people who, oh, I'm not watching that. I can't watch that. It's like, well, why can't you watch your food being made? Well, maybe you shouldn't be eating it. Um, Mm. You know, yes, be encouraging to others. If you are around somebody who is vegan and you're not vegan, um you know don't discourage them I have a lot of people now who um it's funny like people I think there's a quote that says like first people ask you why and then they ask you how and that's so true because there's so many people who have said um oh that's silly and why are you doing that and then these same people are sending me dms or texting me like hey um I saw what you made can you show me how to make that or I'm trying to cut out meat you know how can I do that so and I don't say, see, I told you so. I just answered their questions. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be that person. So I'm just going to help you with your journey. Um, so, yeah, I would just say to be encouraging and, you know, baby steps. If you can't cut out everything overnight, because it's very hard. Even for us, it was a process. You know, you cut out, uh, let's say you cut out beef and pork first and then work with, you know, um, cut out chicken and turkey and then just do seafood and then cut that out. So it's baby steps. It's not going to be overnight. Um I feel like people who do try to do vegan overnight are not as successful because they just cut out everything. Like mm-hmm. they haven't done any research. They just cut out everything. And then they're like, Oh, I have nothing to eat. Well, that's because you didn't do the proper research on what you should be eating and, um, you know, go through the proper channel. So that's all I, that's my advice that I would give Brittany. Do you have anything? Pretty much the same thing that Karen said. Just don't let people discourage you. If just like anything else, if you fully have decided this is something that you want to do, continue to commit to it's like when people smoke cigarettes and they decide that they no longer want to smoke or they no longer let's say want to drink you want to make sure you're surrounded by people that are going to support that same vision even if they don't necessarily agree with it or if they're not on the same journey as you you don't want to be around people that are going to constantly discourage you you just want someone who's going to say yeah like that's not for me but yeah sure I think that that's great and I think you know initially our family kind of gave us some pushback our immediate family like you know like our parents um our significant others you know my very close friends 
they were questioning it, but they always remained supportive. It was kind of those extended family members, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you're just around people that can at least support you and are willing to, you know, go the extra mile, the extra step. Like now my, our mom is, you know, vegetarian and she always makes sure that we have something to eat. Our My, my dad and my stepmom are not there yet, but... When we go over to the house, if we're going out to dinner, they try to choose restaurants where we at least have some kind of option. So you just want to make sure you have people around you that are going to support you. Yes, come through, family. I love that. <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit from strictly veganism to talking about the business aspect of things. Were, did you guys always, were you always interested in cooking and creating recipes? Or did you specifically get into that when you were like, I can't eat salad every day? Uh, pretty much. We are not salad eating chicks. If you and any of your listeners ever go on our page and you look, we have plenty of thighs and hips to go around for everyone. <laughs> so we are not salad eating people. Um, so yeah, like we never were, I actually wasn't even really the greatest cook to be honest with you before I went vegan. Like I could cook basic stuff but nothing you know really fancy Mm -hmm. but you know you want to eat so you kind of have no choice and then once we decided to go vegan about a year later we started I I don't remember how the conversation came up but we just were like you know maybe we can make a blog about this maybe we could just share this information because so many people especially people of color kept reaching out saying like well what do you all eat give me some recipes but you know so now we're like, all right, maybe this is part of our purpose. Maybe this is part of our vision. And then that's when, you know, Karen came up with the name. And then we said, you know what, let's just start blogging about it and just sharing, you know, the wealth of knowledge so that, you know, it took us a while and a lot of our own research. But, you know, if people have a database to go to our site to be able to help them on their own journey, you know, then we've done our part. And you guys have done a fantastic job on your website of making it such a a valuable um, resource because if I was brand new becoming a vegan, I would feel very comfortable trying it because of the seven-day meal plan that you laid out. Yes, right. Exactly. So something like the seven-day meal plan, even how we shared, you know, our journey to veganism, it just lets people know that, like, no, this is real time. It's going to take time. I only know one person out of all my vegan circles and vegan people who literally, no pun intended, went cold turkey and never looked back. Like she's an activist and her both of her daughters are um, are vegans as well. So they like cleaned out their entire refrigerator, went to the shop right the next day, spent like five, six hundred dollars, she said, buying like restocking their whole fridge. And I want to say it's probably been like a year and a half later now and they have never looked back. So but, you know, that's not the majority of people. Most people, it's going to take, all right, I'm like Karen was saying earlier, let me cut out this. Let me cut out that. Let me see what kind of, re- what can I use to substitute this one thing that I love over here? And I think that's the biggest part in making that transition to veganism because everybody has their vices, whether it's sweets, whether it's pizza, whether it's burgers, like everybody has that one thing that you're like, oh gosh, I feel like I can never live without blank. I feel, truly feel like if you can find that one filler for that one thing that you're missing out, you can a thousand percent fully commit yourself to, you know, veganism. So, yeah, the website is definitely a good resource for veteran vegans and people who are newbies and just kind of sniffing around and trying to figure things out. 
Okay, ladies. Well, this has been a fantastic episode. I've had a great time talking to you guys. Um, y'all are just so engaging. I love it. Oh, thank you. Gotta come out there. Um, I see all the events that you guys are doing out in your area. You guys are in New Jersey, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. We y'all have tons and tons of vegan and vegetarian friendly stuff going on out there all the time. But we going we me and my husband are about to start doing some traveling. So when I come out there to the East Coast, I'm definitely about to link up with y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, look yeah. us up. We're we're Central Jersey, you know, wherever it is that you happen to say, more than likely. I I if I had to guess where you would probably stay, it's gonna be close to the airport. And we're only about like a half hour out from the airport so yeah we would love to link up you know at whenever you all make your way out to jersey or the tri-state area because we do travel for um vegan food so we have gone to the city for pizza trust me we have driven to new york city to get pizza and drove driven to philly to get food also <laughs> so we absolutely in the back seat i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> so let all of my listeners know um exactly where we can follow you where they can find you on social media your website and what you have coming up so you can find us on instagram at, at two vegans all, all at the at two vegans with the king two written out um our website is www.2veganswiththekink.com. And as far as upcoming events, we have the NJ Veg Fest. Is it next? Is it two weeks? Um, it's two weeks out. I believe it's June 15th. And then um, we started doing vegan meetups in like at the top of the year. But then, you know, as life would have it, things got kind of crazy throughout the spring but now that the summer's here we're going to start doing more vegan meetups again we're pretty much we just say hey guys we're going to be at x restaurant or x fest like come hang out with us come let's just eat chill and just have a good time so that's where we're going to be at in june and then there is another one in brooklyn in august i want to switch brooklyn new york i want to say it's august 11th so we're going to be there and I think that's it that I There's could think of. In- oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Next weekend, we're going to be in East Orange, New Jersey, June 8th for the Mac Fest. Yeah. So we're going to have a vendor table there. And, you know, again, just passing on the knowledge and just sharing with people. And where East Orange is, it's a... Uh, community where there's a lot of people of color so I think that'll be a good uh, starting point for us to you know pretty much share so that's where we're at pretty much for the rest of the summer and you know check us out on social media we always post where we're going to be what time and all that jazz okay good stuff so yes if you're listening to them you better be right now getting on Instagram following two vegans with a kink I absolutely love their page Um, so for a little bit of inspiration before we head out can you guys just tell my listeners what is the biggest change that you've seen in yourself since becoming vegan, whether it's mental or physical? Um, I actually saw both when I initially went from being pescatarian to vegan. In the first month, I dropped 15 pounds, uh, which was nice. And then I would say mentally and even spiritually, spiritually, I feel so much more connected and grounded. I feel like my spirit is right. I don't feel as though I have any looming karma around me because I'm putting good things back out, you know, into the earth. So definitely, like I said, spiritually and mentally, I just feel extremely grounded and just I'm so grateful for 
every little thing now before I felt like I probably complained a lot. Now I'm just grateful for practically everything. And, you know, just walking my dogs outside. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm just thankful that it's a nice day out and I can just walk them down the street. So that's where I, that's where I have noticed a very, very large change. Um, as far as myself, um, I would say pretty much the same thing. Uh, spiritually, I feel like my mind is at ease, like knowing I'm not putting any um, harm into the universe. Don't get me wrong. Veganism is not 100%, you know, harmless. harmless. You know, obviously, if you're walking down the street, you might step on an ant by accident. You know, and people are like, oh, well, you have to do this. And what, how do you know this is really made of this? And it's not about being perfect. It's about doing the least amount of damage that you can prevent yourself from doing. Um, so that's how I feel about it. Uh, physically, I've also lost weight, um, toned up more because I also still go to the gym, you know, pretty often like I did before. But before when I was going to the gym, I didn't see as much as much of a difference when I was still doing meat and dairy than as I'm doing now. Um, and now I've incorporated fasting into my diet. So I do what's called intermittent fasting. So I only eat between hours of, um, you only eat between the eight hour window and then you fast for 16 hours. So doing that has also made me, um, you know, appreciate food and not depend on food. Cause people seem to think that you need, you need three meals a day. You have to eat three meals a day. And that's just not true. So, um, physically, you know, I've seen differences mentally, spiritually as well. So. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at also with my journey. That is beautiful. Well, thank you guys so much, Brittany and Kieran. You guys have been phenomenal. I will be coming out to the Tri-State area and linking up with my sisters to be Yes. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank Thank you. You you also. Bye. Bye. So what do you guys think? I don't see how anybody can not be inspired to at least try a vegan lifestyle. Just try something, a lifestyle, a diet that's going to be a little less harmful to other living beings on the planet. Just give it a try. So in keeping with the theme of things that are less harmful to the planet, less harmful to things on the planet, our black business spotlight is going to be none other than Bliss in a Box. So if you've been watching me on Instagram, which all of you should be, then you've seen me multiple times bust out my bliss in a box because I needed some kind of self-care regimen. Either my husband was driving me wild, these businesses was driving me wild, or it was just Tuesday and I'm trying to lay up. So I did a live video whenever I got my bliss in a box and everybody was super impressed with everything that I got in the box. And I was super impressed because I had already talked to Sequoia, who happens to be the owner, and she let me know that all of the products in her box are vegan, which I absolutely loved. And what I realized is that mostly everything was plastic free. So in the box, I got some bath bombs from this company called Level Naturals and their lavender, which I know I love. And oh, the bath bombs are actually lavender and chamomile. Mm. So whenever I was out in Baltimore um, with the progeny group with Seed House, I got sick. Like the last two days, I was like, super super sick and I'm looking online at all these different like at home regimens things that I can do to get rid of my body aches I was freezing I had body aches I couldn't stop sweating my throat was just it was a ridiculous mess so one of the things that they suggested is to put some lavender drops in my bathtub I didn't bring any of my lavender essential oils because (laughs) 
I did not think I was going to be able to take it on the plane and did not think I was going to need it. Um, but I did take, cause I knew I was going to be in a luxurious bathtub. So I did take, uh, my bath bombs and luckily they were lavender and chamomile and I put them in, laid down in this bathtub and whew, I mean, I felt fantastic while I was in the bathtub. It helped me to sleep a lot better throughout the night, obviously because of the lavender and chamomile. So that came in handy. Absolutely love them. And they, I mean, I've had this for over, let's see, I've only used two. It comes in a biodegradable, like cardboard egg carton type of box. And, um, it comes with six of them in here and they are wrapped in plastic, but it's very minimal plastic. Um, they're trying, at least people are trying. Okay. Uh, and I've only used two of them and one of them, I mean, one of them was because I was sick and the other one was because self-care regimen day and they still smell just as strong now as they did when I first got them. So these are definitely a fave in the box. Um, another thing that I got was in the box was also a candle, um, from, Posh Candle Co., which I happen to love. Um, but they're hosted inside Bliss in a Box on a regular basis. So um, that was a really popular candle I had was like Carpe Diem and coffee was the scent. And I would always light it whenever I would be in the Queen X studio just because it really made me feel focused and like I was here with purpose and intent and it reminded me that I was at work. So another thing I got in the in the box was a scarf. It's a black scarf that I have no idea. I'm not really good with wrapping my hair or things like that, but it's been raining like hella crazy recently here um, in Kansas. I don't even know why, but if my hair gets wet, I do like to wrap it up in that because it's not cotton. It's really soft. It just feel, it feels amazing and it's super long. Um, so I've been digging that. Okay, but like hands down, the best thing and my most favorite thing that I got in the box was this canvas tote bag that says, are you ready for bliss? And I love this bag because um, it's a great shopping bag. Like I could take it to the grocery store with me and put all my vegetables in there. I don't have to use plastic bags. Um, I, if I have a meeting that I'm going to, and I literally only want to take my, um, the stuff for my meetings, like my planners and my laptop and things like that, everything fits in there. One bag, good to go. My keys and my wallet fit in there. Um, yeah, so I absolutely love that bag. It's the thing that I use the most because I literally use it every single day. Um, like when I go home and I want to leave my work stuff at the store, but I want to take my journals and my books, um, home then I can just put those in the tote bag and it travels home with me so yeah I absolutely love that tote bag it's my number one it's my fave and you can go to their website bliss um, it's blissboxesco.com and you can actually pick up some of these items um, what is it a la carte like not in the box you can get them by themselves they have buttons um, the bags, uh, and they have multiple different kinds of boxes. So everything that I just told you that I got, I received that in, um, a specific box called the blissfully unaware. So it's like, you don't never really know what you're going to get in the box. That's what I got in my box. You may receive something different in your box, but that's kind of like an idea of what you're going to find in the box. There's a coffee lover's box, a pamper him box, which is specifically for Bay. So Father's Day is coming up. If you get my drift, 
There's a Pamper Her and a Baby Bliss. I love the Baby Bliss box. It's so cute. I don't have any kids, so I don't need it. But it's really cute. It has cute little booties in there um, for the baby. Um, the candle, obviously, is not for the baby, but it's to keep the peace around the house, I'm assuming. Um, they have a face refreshing mist, some cards like a, a card for mom, a card for dad, and a happy bay day, which is like a Beyonce card. Get what I'm saying? Um, self-care affirmation buttons. Um, you can get the bath bombs individually. So yeah, just go to the website, blissboxesco.com and look around, shop around, check them out. You can like them on Facebook. And of course, like I said, the Instagram is Bliss Boxes Co. Um, and let them know that the Queen X Pod sent you. All right, guys. So this about wraps up our episode for today. I hope that you guys liked this. Tweet this episode to a friend if you really are digging the vibe that I'm putting down. Um, like us on Facebook at The Queen X. Um, on Instagram at Queen X Pod. And on Twitter at Queen X Pod. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to um, sponsor us, yay, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> if you want to be a guest on the show, if you um, have an item that you want us to review or you want to be Black Business Spotlight, shoot me an email real quick, hello at queenx.co, um, and let me know what's good. Let me know what's up. Uh, I get people that send me requests all the time to my DMs on Instagram for topic suggestions. I love that. So definitely keep doing that. If you do follow us on Instagram, click the link that's in the description box and subscribe to the newsletter, okay? I am not saying that I'm going to be moving away from putting all the good content on Instagram and into the, the direct email of people that are constantly communicating with me via email, but I just said that. So just think about it. Just think about it. It's it's not like I be flooding you, but we have good conversations here. You enjoy the time that you spend with me. So it's not going to be that bad if I'm in your email and not on your news feed. So anyways, guys, I'm out of here. I got some other shit that I got to do. More uh, podcasts to edit and interviews to set up. Just know that I love you dearly. And I can't wait till we do this again. Peace.